is Matt Mosley. I'm glad Jeff Mosier, my longtime pal from all my ESPN.com days and, boy, his newspaper days, and now with InsideTheBirds.com. Jeff, I'm glad you could hear all those sponsors, okay? I really wanted to... I wanted you to hear everybody associated with the proud uh, with with the with the Matt Mosley show, sir. How is your uh, how's your cut down day going? Uh, uh, unlike the Cowboys, the Eagles actually go out, make deals, do trades, and improve the roster. The Cowboys are just going to kind of ride this thing out with uh, it and go from uh, internal. So, uh, been an interesting day, but it's really fun to to have you on, man. Hey, it's great to hear you again, Matt. Uh, I miss you. It's been a long time. We used to do this up in Lehigh, right? Get together, have a dinner, and Eagles haven't practiced there in what feels like a decade now. So, uh, you know, it's good to be back with you. And I love it. Hey, listen, I know you got sponsors because I know you're a big deal. You are. You're like Anchorman out there. You're. You are a big deal in Texas and uh, yeah. nationally. So, so look, uh, yeah. Cut down day, you know what it's like for the Eagles writers because they're so active and so unpredictable at times that for some for some reporters it's just about trying to call and figure out who's who's staying and who's going, you know, from the from the current roster. But I think it was a year Howie even made a trade like after the fifty three man um deadline, so he's always active. Yeah, I mean, that's what people are saying in Dallas. If only Jerry could be more like Howie. I tell tell Roseman <laughs> next time you see him that uh, that that I'm saying that because and, and that is I mean people are actually saying the uh, Eagles you know going into the off season and training camp I think a lot of people still had the Cowboys winning the division and with this move today and other moves along the way I think people are starting to wonder about the Cowboys especially with what's happened on that offensive line now let's start with the trade that came down and you, and you guys. Uh, uh, have been talking about it all day. You and Adam, and y'all have had the uh, the podcast as well. Um, Gardner Chauncey Gardner Johnson from the Saints. Now it looks like the Saints just couldn't ever figure out and couldn't reach a deal. But this really uh, comes in. It's a trade that goes down. A really good fit for the Eagles. Like how much does uh, a player like this, who has seen some time at nickel cornerback, play safety? How much better does this make the Eagles secondary uh, heading into the season? Oh, Matt, a lot. I mean, it's, it's, see, safety stuck out like a sore thumb for the Eagles. And if they haven't, you know, ever since Malcolm Jenkins um, left for New Orleans, and they really haven't had a ton of talent in that position. It's been a weak spot. But this year, it was sticking out even more so because they brought in A.J. Brown, they, have a, they brought in Hassan Reddick. So every other part, they brought in James Bradbury. So from corner to pass rusher to um, to defensive line, right, and linebacker, you know, they drafted Kobe Dean and signed Kezier White. They, they upgraded every part of the defense except for safety, which is not all – and it's not like they were getting by with, you know, good starters. They're, Marcus Epps, who's going to start for them this year, has never been a full-time starter. And Anthony Harris, who became the casualty when they – acquired Chauncey. Uh, he was on a one-year deal last year. It was just kind of an okay player and then was back year two. So not only did they not have great, you know, inspired great confidence with their starters, but if any one of those guys got injured, you're talking about bringing someone off the bench who, who has either barely played or been disappointing. So 
Chauncey gives them a little bit more juice there. He's a guy who has you guys have seen down there. He plays with an edge. He's a known trash talker. So having him and Darius Slay on the same secondary is going to be pretty interesting there. Um, and he fits what Jonathan Gannon wants to do from a defensive coordinator standpoint as far as playing a little bit more versatile uh, back-end coverages, cover two, cover one, cover one robber, quarters. Uh, and you have a guy in, in Chauncey who can move all around. He's played nickel. He'll play safety here, safety nickel. He'll move around and be the robber. So it just allows Jonathan Gannon to do a lot more than what he could have done prior to the deal. And then now it doesn't look like the Eagles defense is really good everywhere except this one, you know, kind of like throbbing sore thumb. Yeah, if you'll if you'll use terms like quarters and robber, I will subscribe to this website. I've been kind of peeking around <laughs> all day to see <clears throat> what I can get out of this, and I like it. Of course, I always follow you on Twitter and see your latest, and uh, this is uh, this is fun to to reconnect. Jeff Mosier of InsideTheBirds.com. Cowboys fans, it's always good to go and look kind of behind enemy lines and see what's going on there. This Gannon, I mean, these people interest me. I mean, around here, Dan Quinn, you know, people think he's the greatest uh, defensive coordinator ever. People would like him to be the head coach. Gannon, is that is that someone that uh, the Eagles fans are starting to uh, support? What What's his... What is his style, and what have you been able to kind of learn about him? I can't say that I know a ton about Gannon. Yeah, I think, it, you know, Eagles fans would agree with you there, Matt. I mean, I think they expect a little bit more. You know, Philadelphia is always a town that if you're going to not be great defensively, at least be rough, aggressive. Buddy Ryan is still a hero here. Uh, I mean, yeah. I never won a playoff game, right? So uh, that's the – last year's defense – that Jonathan Gannon implemented was very soft, does not blitz. He was among the bottom end as far as blitz percentage. And anytime they played a decent to good quarterback, they got picked apart. They were very vanilla. They were they did not disguise their coverage as well. They didn't confuse quarterbacks at all. I mean, you saw that when the when when Dak and the Cowboys played the Eagles, they had their their way easily both times, and so did a lot of other teams. So again, he's been my view is that. Jonathan Gannon, who's already been kind of like the fans are, are skeptical of him, he's under as much pressure as Jalen Hurts is. You know, some people say that this team will go as far as Jalen Hurts takes it, and therefore all the pressure's on Jalen. And that sort of lets Jonathan Gannon off the hook because nobody on the Eagles has received more upgrades than Jonathan Gannon has between all those players I mentioned that were brought in. And now he's got the, the players to do more yeah, he's got the personnel to do more than what he could do last year. So there's no excuses. No, no. well, you inherited this defense and you tried to put players in positions and it didn't work. You know, in my, in my opinion, the number one job of a coach is to put players in a position to succeed. And I don't think he did that very well last year. They were, they were not as bad on paper as what the product was because he was transitioning a 4-3 team to a multiple front multiple back-end look, and they weren't – Jim Schwartz, if anything, you remember about Jim Schwartz is yeah. keep it simple, rush four, attack the quarterback, cover one, you know, cover, one cover three on the back-end. There, there's not a whole lot of guesswork there It's because the guys are going to be flying at your quarterback. This, this defensive coordinator is a whole lot different. He wants to do a whole lot of different things, and I, I just felt like he didn't do a great job with what he, was, what he had last year in doing that, and now there's, there's no excuses this year. 
Well, I you made me think back to Jim Johnson. I mean, that was that was when the Eagles blitzed more than any team in the NFL, and they had such a huge variety of blitzes. And Andy really leaned on the late great Jim Johnson, and then of course McDermott comes in and uh, and kind of learned under him. McDermott's gone on to do great things, even though, as I recall, basically was fired in Philly or kind of allowed to to go somewhere else right. toward the end of his time. So some interesting things there over the years what is Hertz is someone that we know well in this part of the country watched him with the Sooners have a great season after Alabama uh from the Houston area is this boy it's a finicky this fan base can be tough on you but once they fall in Mm -hmm. love with a guy they can be behind him Uh, is this still a wait and see attitude with Hertz and I mean to me he's like one of those guys in that you know, maybe the 15 to 20 best quarterback, but he certainly has some great leadership traits. What do you, what do you see in his future? And, and obviously he has a ton of pressure on him, but he also has more help around him now. He does have more help. The, the trade for A.J. Brown, really big. You know, they've developed their tight end, but, well, they've developed their wide, wide receiver position to the fact that now you've got A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. The Eagles are not known or having, you know, great electrifying wide receiver groups. You know, they've had them at times. You know, when Andy Reid was here, he was really a sore spot until T.O. came along. And then you had Deshaun Jackson and Jeremy Macklin for a while. Uh, you got to go back to the days of sort of Mike Quick and Harold Carmichael, uh, who are two of the, the franchises, among the franchise's leading receivers. But if you go look at that franchise-leading receiver group, after those four names I gave you, it, it gets pretty thin real quick. you got to go back to like the Pete Pihos's, uh of way back when uh, that are still above there. So, and Zach Ertz, a tight end is, is, is up there. So this is a really interesting and unique wide receiver group. Um, and then you throw in Dallas Goddard, who's been a really, really good tight end. I think, I think he's actually going to have an even better year this year for those fantasy uh, lovers out there. I think Dallas Goddard is a guy you're going to want to have. Um, so this is a really good, and of course they've got what many people consider to be the best offensive line in football. So again, Jalen Hurts sort of, no excuses either. He's got to go out there and get it done. He's been a great kid, a great leader. I think he's made uh, as much as he can with his opportunities so far, and he's helped the franchise move on from Carson Wentz without completely bottoming out. That's a great feather in his cap. Um, I would say, you know, the organization and, and people who have studied his tape say that last year he tended to be a little bit too one-read and go. Um, this year the feedback we're getting is he's done. he's more comfortable in the offense. He can get – from one to two pretty quickly. There are times that he, he stays in the pocket. He still still sometimes leaves the pocket, but he, he when he does that, he can make good things happen. So it's not the worst thing in the world when he leaves. They just would like him to work on getting from one to two and then trying to get to three um, instead of running because they don't want him to get hurt. And they've, they've got at least three good outlets on every single play. And that doesn't even mention like the Kenneth Gainwells and Miles Sanders of the world who can, who can also catch the ball. So everything's there for him. And uh, but it shouldn't be forgotten that the team had several flirtations this off season. I mean, Russell Wilson was out there. Deshaun Watson, we know about. I mean, if this team could have gotten one of those guys, they probably would have made an aggressive attempt to get them. So that, and then they went and traded with the Saints to get a future first round pick for next year. So uh, Jalen's got to have a really good year to prove to them that he's the guy going forward. 
Boy, can you imagine Watson or Russell Wilson in Philly, uh, and and it even all the stuff swirling around Watson? I mean, now that would be inside the birds dot com. That would be something to be able to visit about. And isn't it interesting for you to say, well, they may have one of the best uh, offensive lines in in football. We we think of how great the Cowboys line was, and everybody, all the talk on it, even just a year or two ago. And, and it, it reminds you how quickly those things can change. And you see it, uh, Eagles fans see it now, Cowboys don't really have a left tackle. They're going to put a first-round pick in that wasn't even going to win the left guard spot. They don't have a left guard they feel great about. Center's just kind of meh. They got a great right guard, and they got like a, a, a second-year undrafted guy at right tackle. I mean, you can go from one of the best lines two or three years ago in football to one of the worst in a hurry, and and it's happened with the Cowboys. So it sounds to me like there's a growing confidence uh, among the Eagles and, and the folks that cover the Eagles, but Eagles fans, do you feel like they feel that, that they could be ready to overtake the Cowboys? Yeah, I, I, you know, last year the Eagles were just not competitive when they played a good team. They just weren't. I mean, you're going to go look at them, look at how – I know they went to the playoffs. We know they won nine games, but look at look at every time they played a team that was over 500, and honestly, it was not good. This year, with all the moves they made, there is the belief, and I think it's fair, that you could say the Eagles have a better 53 than anybody else in the division, um, which should make them way more competitive to win the division. And, and the NFC looks wide open, you know? I mean, we have no idea what Green Bay and San Francisco are, are going to look like this year with, with sort of the changes – that they've undergone and you know the Rams are are still a great team but it's always hard to repeat as conference champions so we'll have to see there and I think uh, that the Eagle fan base certainly thinks that there's there's reason to be optimistic about getting right back up there and and making a deeper playoff run and improving upon um, what they started last year. Jeff I really appreciate it fun catching up with you and I can't wait to uh, see you in a press box soon. Yeah man glad to hear you're doing well. You bet. There he goes. Jeff Mosier covers the uh, Philadelphia Eagles, has for a long time uh, in the newspaper business, and then uh, uh, now InsideTheBirds.com and does a podcast. And he and Adam Kaplan, who was on ESPN for a long time, do that podcast together and uh, some really good stuff. Uh, Adam's on Fox as well, uh, Fox Radio. So good to catch up with – with Jeff Mosier there, and it does sound like a growing confidence among the Eagles, and part of that has to do with a move they made. We'll have more on NFL Cutdown Day and several kind of interesting moves 